so to kick us off, uh, we have uh, Emily from Ofcom. Hi, thank you very much for having me. I'm Emily. I'm head of uh, children's research at Ofcom. Um, so we're going to. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of our children's research that we've been doing, and we were thinking about um, the title for the conference, the theme, open, and actually it. It chimes really well with the, the research that we've been doing and the work that we've been doing because one of the things that comes out really strongly from both the quantitative and the qualitative research we've been doing with children is just how open their content worlds are, how open they are to different kinds of content experiences and different platforms. And it's something that I've absolutely seen across the different sessions that I've been to. So we're going to talk a little bit about, about how that's working, what we're seeing. So that's just some of our kids talking about uh, what they like to watch and in particular the differences between what they like to watch on YouTube uh, versus TV. And I think it really, really illustrates this point about it being very open because they just, there is so much different kinds of content and really quite random content sometimes. And that content world is something that they like to be able to explore. They like to be able to get lost down that little YouTube tunnel where it brings something else up. And... It's one of the things that's very resonant when we uh, talk to children about what they like to watch. So we're going to talk a bit about YouTube, about what we found, and about on-demand and streaming. And then we're going to go into some of the figures about how much time they're spending watching and, and what they're doing, a bit about how uh, devices are watching, and then actually back to some of the more traditional TV and, and the role that that's playing. So when we talk to kids about what they're watching, the things they tend to talk about first is YouTube. It's not necessarily the stuff that they are spending the most time doing, but it is the stuff that is most resonant to them. It's really, um, it's the stuff that's top of mind. It's the stuff that they talk about when they are kind of, you're asking them, oh, how do you relax? Or what do you like to watch that's funny? They, they immediately start talking about what they like to watch on YouTube. And so... They have this really broad and open definition of what watching TV is, and YouTube is a really important part of that mix. And the numbers of kids who are watching YouTube, it's not universal. It's not as many who are watching uh, TV on the TV set, but it is very high and it's growing. And as you can see, it gets more important as we go up the age range. And actually, once you get to the sort of 15-year-olds, it's more or less all of them. It's, it's in the high 90 percentage point. We also wanted to understand a little bit more about this kind of how they value or how their preferences around YouTube versus more traditional TV. So we spoke to those children who uh, watch both YouTube and TV on the TV set and we asked them which they preferred. And as you can see there, the numbers who are saying that they prefer to watch YouTube uh, grew both for the 8 to 11s and the 12 to 15s between 2015 and 2016. And actually now you've got more kids who say that they prefer to watch YouTube than say they prefer to watch TV on the TV set. So either they're saying they like both the same or they're saying that they, they like YouTube. And it it's, seems to be because of that choice and control and actually kind of surprise element that, you know, it's serving you up something quirky or interesting next. 
We also wanted to know a little bit about the kinds of things children are watching. Obviously, when we look at traditional TV, we have really well-established measurement. We know what programmes kids are watching. We've got our barb data. What they're doing on YouTube is a little bit more of a mystery. So we asked um, for the younger children, we asked their parents, for the older children, for the 8 to 15s, we asked the children themselves what it is that they like to watch on YouTube. One of the things that's very interesting is... Amongst those younger age groups, actually, YouTube is still really quite TV-like. They are watching this kind of whole programs. They're watching films. They're watching those little mini um, animations uh, and uh, nursery rhymes, those kinds of things. And it still feels really quite like the sorts of things they watch on more traditional TV. Um, but that becomes less prevalent as children get older. The vloggers and the YouTube personalities... Um, came out as really important in the older children. They were talking about that quite a lot and it's start to pick up amongst that 8 to 11s. One of the things we saw in the qualitative research that we did, so we um, we're talking, we go and do in-depth interviews every year with our 8 to 17-year-olds now and we've been talking to the same children for for three years. This year we're just in the process of doing our fourth year with those same children. One of the things that came out which was very interesting amongst those children was that they seem to be using the, the vloggers and the YouTubers as their kind of teen content. It seems to be playing the same kind of role as something like Grange Hill or Biker Grove might have done for my generation. Um, they are looking to those vloggers uh, about how to navigate a sl very slightly more grown-up world, how to kind of think about the issues that they might be facing in that world. And they're, they're aspirational but touchable characters for them. They feel quite easy for them to relate to. The other thing um, to highlight here is the, the funny videos, jokes, pranks, challenges. They are very popular across the age group. So Charlie bit my finger, which has been going around for years, but which still comes up when we ask kids what, what it is they watch. Funny videos of cats, you know, so there is, there is plenty of that. Um, this is the same, uh, the same stuff, but we, we asked kids not just what categories they watched, but which were their favourites. And again, that um, pattern of the younger children really being kind of much more interested in those whole programmes comes through really strongly. So that light blue bar there, you can see for the three to fours, is, you know, that is the, the biggest chunk uh, of, of children saying that that is the whole programmes, films, cartoons are their favourite thing to watch on YouTube. It's still quite big for the five to sevens, but it is much less important for the eight to elevens and the 12 to 15s. And... It's the, it's the kind of jokes and pranks and the music videos that are really important for those older age groups and that, that are their favourites. The vloggers are quite important too and, and gaming tutorials, gaming walkthroughs. There is a bit of a gender split there. So as you would expect, the gaming stuff comes out more strongly for the boys. The, the vloggers come out a bit more strongly for the girls. Stuff like the music videos is, is actually much more even. One of the things that is quite interesting is we're about halfway through this year's set of qualitative interviews and actually the the vloggers seem to be a bit less important this year there seems to be a sort of um kind of switch towards other kinds of stuff so it's going to be really interesting to see if that comes through in the quant whether that is just something 
you know, in, in this particular group of children or whether that's a wider trend. Um, and they, some of them are switching to uh, watching daily routines. I don't know if any of you have seen these. It's like basically kids their age talking about their routine when they get home from school. It's not very exciting, but it seems to be really popular. So um, kind of watch this space to see whether that comes through in the quant this year. I think that would be really interesting. Um, so obviously, uh, it's not just YouTube that, that kids can choose to watch if they're wanting to watch other kinds of TV. There's also uh, time-shifted, catch-up, recorded, um, on-demand, whatever language you like to use around it. This is Barb data, and I think what's very interesting here is that this is the sort of time-shifted uh, viewing um, on the TV set. And actually, although time-shifted viewing is talked about a lot, catch-up TV is talked about a lot, it's still it's growing quite slowly, and it's still making up quite a small proportion of what they are watching on the TV set. So that purple bar, that live, obviously... Since 2009, it's dropped about 10% as a proportion of how much they're doing. But, but that growth in um, time-shifted viewing is quite slow. Uh, but where the growth seems to be, and this is probably not surprising, is in the paid-for on-demand, so the stuff like Netflix and uh, the stuff like um, Amazon. Uh, this is our digital day research, which we did in 2014 and then in 2016. It's a very, very detailed diary study that we do uh, with adults and children. We get them to note down what they're doing every 15 minutes of the day. So it provides us with really granular detail of, of what people's media looks like. And you can see here that when we look at all their kind of watching activities, this is the number, uh, the proportion of children who are, are doing that. The online video clips, which is basically YouTube, that went up a lot, as you might expect. And the paid for on demand was where the rest of the growth was. So that's gone up about 10 percentage points in that time. And I think will be going up still. So it will be higher than it was in 2016 then. So... What does all this look like in, in terms of the amount of time kids are spending doing different things? We ask um, parents of the younger children and older children themselves to estimate how much time they spend doing different things in an average week. It's obviously not perfect because it relies on people being able to recall that. But what is really valuable about it is that it provides a consistent measure over time. So it gives you a sense of, of not necessarily this is definitely how many hours they are doing it, but this is roughly what this looks like as a proportion of their time and how they sit against each other. Uh, so we ask them, in order to make it as easy as possible, we ask them about TV on a TV set. So that will include any kind of TV that they're watching. It will inc include live, but it will also include catch-up. Um, and then we ask them about time spent online. And this kind of right-hand bar here is the 5 to 15s, and we saw um, time spent online tip over to being higher than time spent watching the TV on the TV set for that 5 to 15 group for the first time last year. Um, and you can see that over the decade... The, grow, the sort of amount of time they're spending watching TV on the TV set has fallen a bit, but actually it's really been the growth in the amount of time that they're spending online has just been massive. Um, we're also asked the same thing of the three to fours. We don't actually have so much data for them because we didn't start talking to parents of three to fours until about, I think it was 2013. 
2013 we started. Um, but even then, you can see that uh, it's gone up amongst um, three to fours about an hour and a half just in a year, the amount of time they're spending online. So it's growing very rapidly. An important caveat to this is that the base for this is amongst those children who do that activity. So this is really important to remember that this is not all children, especially for the three to fours. I think it's about, in fact, it's 41% of three to fours who are using the internet. So that is that group. It's not all children. Um, yes? 41%. Um, but by the time you get up to the 12 to 15s, it's, it's very high. It's pretty much all of them. It's 98% uh, of 12 to 15s. Um, for TV, it's, it's over 90% for all the age groups. So it's a, it's a, you're not comparing like with like completely, but you just can see amongst those who are using it, they're using it more and more when we're talking about online. And if we break that down by age, we can see that that growth has really been, in between 2015 and 2016, was really pushed by the 8 to 11s. The amount of time they were spending online, um, it was that group that drove that increase between 2015 and 2016. Uh, actually, they're kind of doing more or less the same amount of time uh, online and watching TV on the TV set. Once you get to 12 to 15s, they're spending a lot more time online than watching TV on the TV set. So it's kind of shifts as the age groups go up. Um, and this is uh, confirmed by BARB data. So this is the BARB data uh, showing the amount of time that children are spending watching TV on the TV set. And you can see that gradual decline, both for the older and the younger children. And it's, uh, it's, the decline is bigger for those older children. So a bit about the devices they're using. So obviously, we, you know, that was talking about watching TV on the TV set. But children are using a whole different range of devices. We know most children are watching TV on the TV set, but they're using lots of other devices to watch TV too. And we've seen growth in uh, the numbers who are watching on a tablet and the numbers who are watching on mobile phones. And actually, you've got over half now who are watching TV on a device other than a TV set. So there will be quite a lot of that online time, which will be kids switching their TV viewing. So it's not necessarily that the amount of content that they're watching overall is going down, it's that they're watching it in different ways and on different devices. Uh, we also know how incredibly important mobile phones are for older children in particular, and we ask um, kids, we've been asking this for ages, which uh, device they would miss the most if it was taken away from them. And you can see here, you can see that kind of shift where if you look at the younger children, it's very much about the TV set, although tablets are becoming kind of increasingly important, both for the 5 to 7s and the 8 to 11s. But as you get to that 12 to 15 age group, you know, they really don't want you to take away their, their mobile phones. It's really important to them. Um, again, there is a bit of a difference here. So actually, the numbers of, who would mi numbers of girls who would miss their mobile phone is quite a lot bigger, and boys are still clinging on to their games consoles. But... Uh, but overall, the trend is the same. So I wanted to finish off by talking a bit about um, kind of how this sits within the more traditional TV environment, because it's very easy to focus on the change. Obviously, the change is what's interesting. It's what's sexy. It's, it's you know, where all the numbers are shifting. But it does sit within this framework of uh, very 
traditional TV viewing. You know, you still have got over 90% of all those age groups watching TV on a TV set. There is still a lot of uh, live viewing. And actually, this really reflects that. This is the BARB data on the programmes, the top 10 programmes watched by children in 2015. Um, they're all on BBC One or on the ITV. And actually, they are all those kind of traditional either kids' big hitters or the sort of uh, family, Saturday night, sit-down, family entertainment viewing. So there is quite a lot of traditional TV watching going on as well. It's not just kids taking their mobile phones or their tablets and watching Zoella in their bedroom. This is really important too. And we can see that when we look at... This is also Barb data. When we look at... Uh, what co-viewing looks like across the day. So this is this red line is your sort of numbers of children who are watching. You've got that big kind of early evening spike. And then the light purple bar is the proportion of children who are watching with an adult. So you can see that that big spike more or less corresponds with the largest number of uh, viewing with parents and children. So there is this important role played by kind of family viewing that comes out really strongly in our qualitative research as well with both parents and children talking about the importance of um, watching TV together and actually what's interesting is whereas in the past it might have been like right let's let's turn off the TV let's go and do something as a family and spend quality time together actually now it's more like Let's turn off the tablets, get off your mobile phones. We're all going to sit down and we're going to watch something together. That might be live, that might be Netflix. Um, but we really saw families valuing that as a way of spending time together. And actually often um, families, parents would be deliberately choosing content to watch that they thought would spark conversations with their children too, that they, they could use to help educate and debate and discuss with their children in a safe environment. And we also saw children really valuing that and seeing that as part of the, the kind of family routine and a way of um, spending time with their parents. <laughs>